This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at MJMunoz.com. Welcome to Story Over Everything, episode 36. It has been too long, uh, dear listener. <laughs> it has been too long, and I've been too busy, and I'm currently too tired. But, please God, I will continue to do what I can do when I can do it. That's all I can promise you, is that I will try to do what I can do when I can do it. So, this is going to be a funny episode. Uh, next week, I'll do a uh, skimming leaves for uh, whichever Harry Potter book is next in the series. I've read them all. It's been about a month since I finished, and I did uh, a very, maybe, you know, disappointingly short um, <laughs> uh, little discussion of uh, book seven, which is called whatever it's called, Deathly Hallows. And, uh, yeah, so eventually you'll hear the rest of those. I'm not going to release them too fast. If you can uh, read or listen to the audio, well, it depends on your time. You know, you, you listen to them on your own pace. So I think I will uh, issue those as their own separate little episodes. And, uh, yeah, I'll do whatever I do with them, and you'll get to hear it or not. It's your choice. You're free to listen to whatever you want to or whatever you don't want to. So, anyway, I am uh, going to be talking right now about the state of uh, myself and my writing and everything. And... Uh, then you're going to get to hear in this episode some of the actual writing that I actually managed to do this week because I chose to. I took time. So, here's my issue. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of time or a lot of money. So, uh, I'm actually working to change that right now. I have a super secret job. Actually, have well, I have a super secret job that I have right now that uh, should eventually pay well. It's a commission job. I have another super secret job that I do not have yet, but I'm very deep into the application process with an author to do work for uh, the production catalog that they have, and I should also be able to make good commission money off of that too. Uh, well, let me put it this way. The rate is good. The volume, of course, depends on me actually moving books, uh, but I'm going to have to learn to sell more books uh, with... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's a stupid joke. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm going to learn to sell more books in order to uh, make money, which I'm planning on having uh, me go through this learning process and uh, overseeing campaigns and all this stuff. I'm planning on having that be a great learning experience and like a great, you know, real live testing experience for me to deal with uh, this author's catalog. And I'll glean from that experience and, I don't know, acumen, a hunch the ability to really know what's going on with these things for when I'm working on my own writing. So that's pretty exciting. I'm um, I'm glad that I have that opportunity and I'm planning on pursuing it. Uh, if things fall through with that, no big deal. Uh, I have other things. I have other things I can do. I have other things I'm doing now. And, you know, please God, I'll, uh, you know, get money rolling in. Because for me, I think right now the biggest problem is my lack of time. And I mentioned, I don't know how long ago, ML... Oh, I can't remember the author's name. Anyway, he wrote a book on productivity, on writing books faster, and he talked about, just write on your phone. It was one of the things. It was one of the tips, and it was a good tip. Write on your phone whenever you can. Well, I found myself uh, in a position uh, to use that sage advice, which I will get to shortly, and which will lead us to the writer's log for this episode. But before that, uh, I just want to say, yeah, I'm basically in a position right now where... You know, I'm not making any money off of writing. I'm not making money off of podcasting. I'm not making money, you know, secondarily off of any of the, you know, video platform stuff that I have my my things on. But I'm very passionate about writing, 
analyzing and uh, <coughs> excuse me and drawing um, <laughs> my son is back in the mood where he's asking me to draw stuff for him and it's getting to the point it's getting ridiculous like he had me draw for some reason he wanted tiny like one by one or two by two inch characters and so I drew those for him and I didn't really understand why he wanted them so small but I made them and I uh, I went a little lazy honestly uh, because he wanted like five or six characters made so I drew them as quickly as I could and he said make it this animal and give it this kind of weapon or make it this animal and you know do something with it and I, I knew or I think I knew he wanted them to be unique because he asked specifically for a worm guy with drill hands which is a super cool design because worms dig in the dirt and like this this kid he's putting it together man anyway so that, that's exciting for me like and when I draw characters, when I design characters, I think about what they are, like what the motif is for them, and also like what they're going to be doing, where they're going to be doing these things, and I think, okay, well, this would make sense for that design. And I don't know if it's because he wanted a worm. I don't know if he wanted a worm guy because he wanted somebody who can dig through the earth if worms are cool and gross. Uh, and then he figured, well, worms dig through the earth. How do you dig? You dig with a drill. Of course I want this guy to have drill hands. Um, or what? But uh, it was sweet and fun because it reminded me of my creative process so that was really cool it was a, a a proud papa moment i guess you could say so anyway but yeah he was like make an owl make a wolf make a coyote make a a bunny um and i made them as common writers which if you know uh what common writer is then you're either a fan of it on your own or you know because of me and if you don't it doesn't really matter it's just a it's a kid sci-fi uh you know adventure hero thing uh from japan uh, it inspired actually Power Rangers, which or Super Sentai, which eventually inspired Power Rangers, and uh, yeah, people will see it and say, "Oh, that's like a Japanese Power Rangers knockoff with a you know bug guy, guy with bug eyes." Yeah, it's basically what it is, if you want to believe that. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, a thing I'm into, and that's a thing I want to write about um, in my own way, in my own unique way. I want to take the core idea, the some of the motifs, some of the aesthetics of of Kamen Rider and Tokusatsu and uh, make them my own. But regardless, I am passionate about drawing, and that's the larger point I was getting to. Um, but, like, I need to do these things. I want to do these things. They make me happy. It makes me happy when I get to, you know, express myself creatively with a drawing or whatever. So, with drawing or writing and, and also analyzing stuff. But um, I'm basically to the point where I just need to do it in a certain way, and I've been really bad about disciplining myself to... I, at one point I said, I'm going to stop doing so many podcasts, and in fact, I'm going to do doing, go down to doing one podcast a week. And I thought, well, I want to start this writing podcast. It makes sense for me to, do, to help me track my productivity and things like that, which is true, and I think it's a valid choice. And then I said, all right, well, I'll just do two podcasts a week. And then at one point I was doing like three or four, and then uh, you may have noticed there was a crash, and those things did not continue to happen. So um, I'm not making any decisive the only decisive move I'm making now is I think I'm just going to limit myself to doing 10-minute long podcasts, aside from Story Over Everything, which will be however long it needs to be for me to cover the content I have at that time. And uh, I'm also going to try to do batch podcasts, um, and we'll see exactly how I can do that. The most important thing to do, though, is the writing podcast. So I will stick to the writing podcast, Story Over Everything. I will give it a great priority. And... <coughs> uh, in order to write the things that I want to write as quickly as I can, I need to get back on schedule to doing a basically a writing or a daily writing habit of whatever. And that's my my thing. I do ideally I'll be doing ten minutes of writing, ten minutes of uh, drawing, 
and 10 minutes of podcasting on something every day. That's 30 minutes, plus i got to produce it and whatever, so that's a little bit more time, which I'm really... I'm really... Not really clever. I'm really quick. I have, like, a good system down, so uh, I think I can do it. I think I can do it. I want to build back towards it. <laughs> I want to build back towards that, and... Uh, yeah, I've done since I determined to start doing it. I think, like, Wednesday I did it, Thursday I did it, maybe two, I think Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday I did ten minutes of writing, and I recorded it in an interesting way um, that I think will be good for me uh, to have that that file in that format. And then um, I read the recording of what I had, and I think I'm going to reuse that, basically. I, um, I'm i going to reuse that in the Story of Everything episodes. I'll knit them together in my video so- uh, editing software, and you'll get to hear that later. Um, but, I don't know. It just it seems like a smart idea. I think I'm doing the right thing. And, it, like, I'm basically using, and I've talked about this before, uh, I'm using my content production schedule slash time. I'm capturing that, and I'm using it as content. Um, and I'm not going to be negative or like hard on myself if I don't do it every day, but I do still want to build up the habit. Yeah. I build up the habit and ingrain in myself. Yeah. I'm going to make this content and I'm going to record my content production, uh, process as part of the content that I put out. Cause it's like behind the scenes type stuff. And it's at minimum low effort content that I can put out there. But it also might be beneficial, insightful to people for me to, you know, show them the process of it. Um, and I think that'll be my writing and my drawing. I'll show them both because I can capture the content, the process of both. And then I can have, you know, a final product to present as well from that. So, again, it motivates me to do the work. And doing the work gives me double benefit because I get to show content from it. And then I actually make... I'm, I get to show production content. And then I get to actually have the finished content of making the thing that I want to make, which is great. So, yeah, that's that's something I'm going to do. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I just need to, like, try to pace myself and do things more slowly and more methodically and get myself back up to that pace and that cadence and that rhythm. Uh, you know, what am I going to do about having not a lot of time because I don't have a lot of money and therefore I'm working lots of extra hours uh, in multiple jobs? I'm going to have to find a way to balance that out. And... I don't know, I just, like, I just did it. (laughs) Um, I just wrote uh, for more than ten minutes the last three days in a row and didn't have a problem doing it. I thought I was going to do it today, but I was very busy and I couldn't find any time to squeeze it in, but I very well may have that time later. And, in fact, I'm looking forward to... Well, part of the reason... I'm on a drive right now to the second job, and I thought... I was listening to something, and I thought, you know what? I shouldn't be listening to something. I should be creating something. So that's what I'm doing now. This is great because it gives me an opportunity to... To well, as this is the chronicles of a author, I get to put my thoughts out there, and if you're interested in hearing that, here it is, and it also helps me process things because I'm getting to talk them out out loud. So it's a win-win as long as you're interested in the content, and if you're not, then you're not here and you're not hearing it, so it doesn't really matter, right? So anyway, uh, but yeah, I definitely want to do that. Um, well, no, those are my plans. So um, I don't know how long, like. It's very possible that Story of Everything episodes will just consist of the author's log, which I think is fine. I don't think I need to put a topic or anything out there. I'm considering doing an interview. I have... I wouldn't say he's a friend yet. I don't know if he'd say we're friends. I, I wouldn't think so. I think it's, like, it, not enough time has elapsed, not enough contact has elapsed, but he's somebody I know from within 
the Tokusatsu fandom, and he actually just published a book today, October 6th as I record this. It's called uh, Schools Out for Never, and it's book one in the Terror Valley... Uh, well, I may as well just say it. Squall Charleston is his name. Um, it's book one in the Terror Valley series, and uh, it's a short book. It's less than three hours. I think it's like about a two-and-a-half-hour read. That's what Kindle, the Kindle app tells me anyway. So... I'm very much thinking about checking that out. I think you should check it out. Um, Squall's a pretty good guy. Um, and uh, from everything I know, I don't know personally, so who knows, but you know, he seems like a great guy. Um, and I've enjoyed pretty much all my interactions with him. Uh, but I definitely... Uh, I'm considering like interrupting my flow to like read the book and interview him about it. And uh, we'll see if he's open to that, if he'd be interested in uh, you know, doing that with me. But yeah, again, we'll see. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. No hard feelings either way. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Take care of yourself and your family first and foremost. So I understand. But uh, yeah, I think like, you know, why not interview authors? And maybe just, maybe only interview authors who like I have a personal connection with or who are in a place where like it would make sense to interview them for me because I'm interested I'm interested in uh, opening uh, I'm interested in getting into that type of market um, which this is like a it's a chapter book I guess uh, I don't know what the age range is I'd have to ask it's like horror but it's horror for kids right so I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that um, it was funny my daughter and I were talking about horror uh, writing horror and um, we were reading through the uh, Ten Plagues of Egypt, and we both turned to my wife and like, yeah, this is horror. Like, the Bible contains horror, and there's nothing, like, nothing wrong with that, technically. Um, you know, if you're getting talking about, you know, Saw, that's a little different. Um, I mean, there are grisly things in the Bible, though, but they're, like, awful. And, like, when they're read in the synagogue, they're read, you know, uh, with a hushed tone and quickly um, and moved over. Um, glossed over like it's because of like you don't want to anyway it doesn't matter why but just I know that I know that from my studies I'll just put it that way so anyway I find that really interesting um and you know I well you may not know uh my books I would like to write books for kids kids and teens that are superhero books where it's like superheroes meet the bible but it's you know that might sound funny but it's almost like Lord of the Rings or Chronicles of Narnia meets the MCU or the classic Marvel comics, rather. Yeah, it's like classic 60s Marvel comics meets Tolkien or Lewis. And it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, maybe Lord of the Rings is the better one. I don't know. It's not like it's all fantasy superhero stuff, but like just, I don't know, the, the lore and the world building and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, Squall's in a... He's working in a market that I'm interested in. I'm interested not necessarily the horror genre, but I do have a kind of horror or, you know, scary-themed uh, superhero guy um, that I think could definitely work in that context. So, yeah, maybe talk to him. And again, if it doesn't come to fruition, that's okay. Um, I'm going to ask, and if he says yes, great. And if no, then that's fine. We'll move on. But I don't really want to become, like, an interview show type of guy because that feels like it takes a long, long time, and I'm more focused on, like, my journey and giving listeners an insight into my creative process and what I'm doing. But I also think it's smart to, like, have friends who are writers uh, so that you guys can collaborate. So you can collaborate with them, work together, and, you know, commiserate over the, you know, over writing a little bit. So, anyway, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, I mostly want to keep it topical and focused on, like, what I'm making now. And I kind of want to get to the point. I love this idea of, like, having a big, huge bank of staggered content that I can put out later. Um, which we'll see. Maybe I'll have to do... Well, besides my Mining Leaves episodes, maybe, yeah, maybe I can make a... Maybe I can push off story over everything. I, I can... Maybe what I should do <laughs> is produce my Mining Leaves... Ep- or my Skimming Leaves episodes and have them be 
in the feed and have them take the place of a regular weekly story over everything. But I will still produce... I'll still track my content. That's kind of a funny thing. I don't know. I'll just plan things out better. Maybe I'll pepper in my skimming leaves every other week. Yeah, because I keep reading stuff. That's part of my problem. I keep reading stuff. Um, yeah, I'll have to see. I'll have to see exactly what to do. Because I don't want... I don't want skimming leaves to be in the feed and then slow down my... Or, like, give me an excuse, basically, not to write. But maybe if I have it not be an excuse or not give... Maybe if I have it situated so that it's not giving me an excuse, but it gives me something to release if I'm short on content or I'm having trouble. Like, let's say, God forbid, I were injured and I was, like, out for a month and I couldn't, like, I couldn't find the time to write. God forbid. Um, uh, then I would have, you know, that content to release. Or maybe I just pause. I don't know. I'll have to consider that. But, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to think about it. I'll think about it more for sure. But anyway, maybe it just necessitates a little bit of foresight on my part. Or maybe I just use dates to track the writing instead. Because I was doing this thing in my notes where I have, this is for the week of Story of Everything 36. And I had that in my notes for like a month because I wasn't producing the content, right? Um, so maybe I'll just have it logged as, this is you know chapter 10 of this, this is chapter whatever of this book, written on this date, that's when I did the actual work, and then I'll just collect it and say this is for the week of such and such or I don't even have to say that I'm limiting myself by like adding too many restrictions to the way I design it basically so I need to chill out on that anyway um, I want to wrap up because I'll be at my destination soon and I want to have the wherewithal to do a little more um, content making before I'm at my next appointment basically so yeah I mean there's lots to think about but part of being a indie author is figuring all this stuff out and frankly I don't have the time to just think about well well yeah sometimes I start thinking about my writing career when I should be doing other work or being with family and that's not good I need to dedicate the time and right now I'm picking up or using what would otherwise be wasted time uh, by recording like this and thinking these things out so that's definitely a good thing that's something I would advise kind of like ML I can't remember his name. Um, he suggests picking up what would otherwise be a waste of time by finding time to write on your phone and get in 50 words, 100 words, 200 words, 300 words, whatever you can, when you can, filling whatever amount of time you have. So, uh, again, that's great. That's great advice, and it's something I'm trying to do more. And, I don't know, sometimes it just takes, like, the resolve... <laughs> or the gumption to say, yeah, I need to do this, I want to do this, I'm just going to do it. I don't care that it's going to you know, complicate things or you know make things a little different. Or like, someone's going to look at me funny because I'm doing this. I don't care. i got to get this done. It's my life, my destiny that I'm worrying about. You can worry about your own. If you're wasting your time and energy you know, worrying about me or judging me or whatever, then uh, like that's too bad for you, buddy, because I'm going to do what i got to do to be who I need to be. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, with that, I don't think I have anything else to uh, to say except for uh, listen to this this week's. I'll just say uh, for the week of uh, story of everything thirty six, uh, the content that I have for you from 
the dates mentioned. <laughs> Again, this is uh, mostly Growbug Tales Chapter 10, but you don't need to know that right now because I'm going to say that later in the recordings that I'm going to cut into this episode. So anyway, until next time, folks, take care, be well, and uh, yeah, look forward to uh, the next thing I have coming down the pike. You can check it out in the show notes of this episode, uh, which is found on the blog, the website, mjmunoz.com. This is my 10-minute writing session, more or less, from October 3rd, 2023. This is from Chapter 10 of Growbug Tales. Something, something. Cadets in crisis. Shapes shifted silently in the mist. Tut peered into the swirling mist to decipher the meaning of the shapes and movements he beheld. The hollow was so filled with mist that the night had turned into a white field as dangerous and unknowable as the deepest darkness. Tut wondered at the danger presented by both the isolation of darkest night and this new thing, this bright void. The moments passed with such stillness that Tut considered the others. He touched each of them with his mind, sending assurance to them and blessing them with strength to endure the nothingness. Then something happened, and Tut was almost too late to notice. Ten-minute writing for October 4th, 2023. This is from Growbug Tales, Chapter 10. A form swept out of the narrow field of vision. Tut burst forward in pursuit. Shining arms shot forth to ensnare the fleeing form with a screech. The mockwing wheeled around and soared toward Tut. Its eyes blazed with cold fury, and it flapped its wings of mist. Tut pulled in the luminous tendrils as quickly as he could. The bird spun in a corkscrew pattern that wrenched Tut off course. That took me 13 minutes in actuality, and it was 71 words long. 10-minute writing burst from October 5th, 2023. Chapter 10 of Growbug Tales, Cadets in Crisis. Tut strained for control as he was pulled by his own light arms. Should be shining. Beak and talons shrieked as it closed around him. A moment later, twin cords of light sagged and dimmed until they blinked out in the mist. Tut rolled out of the way and shot out another light arm, this time in the form of a wide beam. The mock wing crashed into the barrier and banked along its curved surface. That took about 12 minutes, and it was 71 words. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.